Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. God shall supply all that you need, as your days your strength shall be. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in abundance from God our Father, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let that be your strength. Today's service and sermon theme is that Judgment Day truth produces perseverance. And so, to think about that, I have a made-up story to share. A man goes to an inn, a bed and breakfast, in a very scenic, beautiful location, tucked in the mountains of a, a beautiful mountain range. And he goes to the inn, and the first thing he does is get the wine menu, and he orders the most expensive fine wine he can buy. And then he gets the food menu and he orders the most expensive dinner he could have. He has his choice of which room he would like and he picks the one that is the most luxurious, that is the most expensive. And then he does that again the next day. Same thing. And the next day. Same thing. And the next day. This goes on for days. Even weeks. Until finally, it's time for him to go back home. And the owner of the bed and breakfast brings the bill. And he says, oh no! Oh no! I never thought of that! I, I never thought of that! And the owner of the bed and breakfast says, you never thought of the bill? You're either a fool or a thief or both. That illustration was taken from a pastor in the 1800s named Charles Spurgeon. And then Spurgeon turned to his audience and said, but what about you? Are you living your life as though you're in an inn, a fancy bed and breakfast, and you're living for luxury? And you're not thinking about the settling up day at all? Judgment Day Truth produces perseverance. And it's important for you to download that Judgment Day truth, when you have Christ, doesn't produce terror. It does produce perseverance. But it's important to know, I'm going to live my life with the settling up day always in mind. God helps us with His Word today to have that attitude. And as we are getting started with His Word, I'd like to give you a little background on what was going on during the time of the prophet Malachi. He lived around 400 B.C. He was the last prophet of the Old Testament. And God's people, during the time of the prophet Malachi, were frustrated, whiny, griping. They were asking each other, it is futile to live for God. Why do we bother repenting of our sins? I look out in the world. The arrogant are blessed. I look out into the world. 
the evildoers prosper. It's like there's no settling up day that's ever going to happen. Why do we bother repenting of our sin and living for God? It's a big waste of time, is it not? God heard the frustration from his people. And he sent Malachi to give them a message about Judgment Day, about the settling up day. And those are our verses for this morning. Malachi chapter 4, beginning at the first verse, will help us in the area of Judgment Day truth. God says, Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. God's word is very clear. A burning day, a coming day, a settling up day is going to arrive. And when it arrives, all the arrogant, every evildoer will be stubble. Not one root or branch will be left to their name. Wow! Martin Luther said, a holy God can no more embrace sinners than fire embraces straw. Wow! That falls right in line with verse 1, doesn't it? And at first thought, you might think, all the arrogant, every evildoer has this settling up day, this burning day, this coming day that they'll have to deal with. You get them, God! You tell them! You make sure they get what's coming to them. Because it's not hard at all to find people who are arrogant and me first in the world, living as though the world just revolves around them. It's not hard at all to find people who are evildoers, people who do things that are ungodly and wicked and things that God hates. And yes, it is true, they have a settling up day. And if they are like the guy in the bed and breakfast who's just buying everything and not thinking at all about the bill that's going to come due, they will be held accountable. God will hold every single human being accountable for their, their life's activities. But then we broaden a little bit and we slow down a little bit. We look in the mirror a little bit and let God define to our hearts exactly who is arrogant, exactly who is an evildoer. And we really don't have to make it complicated. It's no further than looking at the first commandment. You shall have no other gods. Anyone who does not love God with all their heart or trust God with all their heart is arrogant. And that arrogant heart will lead to evil words, evil deeds. It's a lot closer to home than you might think. I jotted down a few ways an arrogant heart might 
spill itself out into the world. And I know it sounded familiar to me, and I'm confident it's also going to sound familiar to you. An arrogant heart would think proud things like, if I have more money, then I'll be happy. That's the secret to life. I'll be generous some other time. I already know everything about God. Who needs the Bible? It's an irrelevant bunch of stories anyways. How come their sins, those people out there, those arrogant evildoers out there, how come their sins are so much worse than mine? Because clearly they are. God commands this, but I'm going to do what I want anyways. Because my name is more important to me than God's name. I'm in control of my own destiny. I work hard. I make money. I call my own shots. I'm here in church today, but eh, I don't know if I really want to be here. My heart's kind of somewhere else. Isn't the purpose of life money, luxury, living for the moment? You only live once. I have fear of missing out, so I try everything. I'd rather be popular with people than to be right with God. That grabs my heart more, being popular with people. I, I will not forgive. I'm going to stay angry because that arrogant evildoer deserves it. Oh, if only that were all. That's ways the arrogant heart sounds proud. How about the ways that the arrogant heart sounds full of despair? God's commands are tough. I just drag my feet to do them. I don't, I don't really feel like it. I'm a worrier. I worry all the time. And I, as a worrier, I have to swoop in and save the day. But I, I can't. That's overwhelming and hard. Arrogant are blessed. Evildoers prosper. Why bother trying? That's kind of like the people of Malachi's day, isn't it, that one? I actually resent God for the way things are going in my life right now. My unhappiness is all someone else's fault. And really, if I think about it, my problems are so big, not even God could or would help me with them. That's an arrogant part of despair. I don't know how to cope. I need some relief. So I'm going to dig into drugs. I'm going to dig into alcohol. I'm going to dig into porn. I'm going to dig into some other kind of addiction. Some of that is closer to home for you. And when we hear a verse, like Malachi chapter 4, verse 1, Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. The day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. You can't wiggle off that hook, can you? And I can't either. But the point of the Scripture is not judgment day truth produces terror for those in Christ. You see, Jesus saw our plight. He saw this burning day, this coming day, certainly going to happen. He saw our arrogance. He knows our arrogance better than we do. And he said, I'm willing to own it. 
Jesus Christ owned the sins of the world, all of yours, all of mine, all of everyone's. Jesus Christ transferred all that sin to himself and he took it to the cross. It was not fun to earn, I should say, it's not fun to bear the price of what we have earned. It was not enjoyable for Jesus to deal with the holy wrath of God over our arrogance, over our mistrusting words, our evil actions. And yet He did that. Jesus became stubble. Jesus had nothing left to Him, not one root, not one branch, nothing at all. He gave it all up so that we could have something to look forward to with joy and peace and anticipation on Judgment Day. Jesus handled the settling up day with God for us. It's like we did all the spending, we lived as though there's no thought in mind about the settling up day, and then when we realized, oh no, Jesus came in and paid it. You remember some of the last words he said in his life before he died? It is finished. It's all paid up. It's all settled with God. The debt we had incurred. And because of that, because of Christ's life in our place, because of his death on the cross that God has accepted is paid in full, because of his resurrection from the dead, which assures you and me in him that one day we also will rise from the dead and live with him in eternal heaven. One day we can look forward to Judgment Day as being the best day we've ever imagined because that's the day our problems stop. That's the day our tears are done. The settling up day with God has already taken place. Judgment Day truth, that truth, produces perseverance. We can make it today. We're going to live with God's strength until He takes us home to heaven. That's what these other verses from Malachi chapter 4 are about. But for you who revere my name, not your own name like an arrogant person, but God's name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. And you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. When we have Judgment Day truth in Christ in our hearts, we leap for joy like a calf that's been pent up in the stall all winter. And now, in the spring, is out in the pasture for the first time, well-fed, enjoying life to the fullest. That is you and me when we are in Christ thinking about Judgment Day. Then you will trample on the wicked. They will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. We treasure God's Ten Commandments and we want to keep them for him because of his gift of Judgment Day truth and forgiveness. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you 
before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes, He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. I think if I had to summarize those last two or three verses, it might be this. A lifestyle of repentance is a big deal to someone with Judgment Day truth. Instead of saying, the evildoers get away with it, the arrogant always win everything, why bother repenting? It's futile. The opposite of that would be this. Repenting of sin is my everything. Wherever God sees sin in my life, I'm sorry for it. I admit it openly and fully. I know Jesus took it to the cross on my behalf. I know He paid for it in full simply because He loves me and He didn't want to lose me. And now I'm ready with a repentant heart to say, Dear God, please keep me from being arrogant. Dear God, please keep me from loving myself or trusting myself. I want to love and trust You and You alone because that is where I have strength to make it through today, each day that goes by until Judgment Day comes and you call me home. What a great attitude to have. Judgment Day truth produces perseverance when you have Christ in your heart. Repentance is so worth it. It is so invigorating it is so authentic and relieving bringing peace like never before it helps us to look forward to judgment day with all of our hearts another one of my favorite martin luther quotes is this he said live each day every single day not like this isn't part of the quote not like the settling up day will never come but like this and here's the quote yesterday was good friday when Jesus died. Today is Easter when he rose. Tomorrow is judgment day. Live each day like that, dear Christian, and let God produce incredible joy and perseverance within your soul. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.